0: On with the show. The Childcare Barrio Podcast. Jeff Johnson here, coming to you live from upstairs studio. In studio with me, Nicole Halton. How are you doing, Nicole?
1: I am great. I'm not. I'm not really in studio. I'm like remotely in studio. I wish I was.
0: Well, I can see you. I can see you. You know what? I've been thinking for episode 1000, which is going to be in 2023, the the June July of 2023, that maybe we should do some sort of some sort of get together. So if you got a passport, maybe you're going to hop over, hop across. Hop across the pond. Is, that, is it the pond with Australia and uh, the states? I know it is with England of the states. They call it the pond. I don't. I don't know. I think it's a bit too far for a pond. Yeah, it's it, a big, bigger than a pond. A bigger um, than a pond. So this has been a delightful day for me this morning at 9 a.m. I recorded with uh, with Lisa Murphy and now at 9 p.m. I get to record with you and and it was a delightful day in the middle. So uh, a (laughs) A whole bunch of time in the middle, big podcast day for me. Um, So we're going to be talking about uh, about bare feet. Where, Where did this idea pop into your head?
1: Well, the other day one of our team came in to visit in the office and they work in one of our USH services, which is out before and after school care, so for school age children. Um, and we, she wanted to take Tash and I outside. She's recently started living in like a converted camper van kind of thing. It's pretty cool. So she went to take us outside to have a look and we started walking out there and I looked down and realised all three of us had no shoes on and we're like traipsing up the road in no shoes. And we kind of got into a bit of a conversation then about how common it is for us to have no shoes on. And we started talking then about what that looks like in early childhood settings and um, in relation to children. And it's something I've talked about a lot with people in the past, and I've done a few blog posts on it. that need for children and for educators to have time without shoes on and you know obviously i'm in warm sunny australia at the moment so it's quite comfortable without shoes on it may not be where well, you are right I was, now i was but...
0: going to i was going to ask didn't your feet melt were, were you walking on asphalt <laughs> did your feet just <laughs> they, melt
1: No, they didn't quite melt to the ground that does happen though um not that they quite melt to the ground but it does at times get a little bit too hot and you, it, you kind of have to perfect, which you can't demonstrate on a podcast, but you have to perfect like a real um, funny walk to get you across the hot surface when you've got no feet. Oh, like kind, no of,
0: shoes. kind of the balls of the feet kind of, yeah. kind of thing. And see,
1: we master it here because if you want to go to the beach, then you've got to go sure. barefoot yeah. and it's hot across the sand. And so we're just kind of used to it. Yeah, well, and, and you
0: build up, you build up thick, ugly, ugly yes. foot calluses too. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Part of it. But that's I mean, part of it. that's, that's part of, part of being human. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, what's it like with what's the regulations with programs over there what's it tend to be because a lot of places over here require and i know the regulations may not actually say hey kids need to wear shoes at all times but people interpret them to say that and so there are a lot of programs that have a policy that we keep our shoes and socks on all the time whether we're inside or outside
1: i think it's changing here probably um so kind of as a little bit of backstory When I first came into early childhood, you know, very long time ago, 20 years ago, I suppose, um, uh, we had a service director who came in and said, right, you know, at, at the time I'd been working in the service for about, I don't know, 12 months and we'd been able to wear whatever shoes we wanted and often had no shoes on and it wasn't an issue. And then we had somebody new come in who said, no, wait, you're going to have to wear shoes. They've got to be enclosed. They've got to be secured at the heel, covered at the toe. You know, there was all this kind of stipulation. And she kind of brought that rule in and it was one of the first things to go when I then became the director later on. I was like, okay, that's out the window again. But for a lot of services, that is the ruling. Um, And I think a lot of it comes out of like our regulations don't specifically stipulate that educators or children need to be wearing in close footwear they talk about you know safe environments and that's open to interpretation and so for some people they're like well that means that you, you know what happens if you dropped something on your toe or what happens if a child ran over another child's foot on a bike or you know all those kinds of scenarios but I think about what we actually miss when we don't have those opportunities to be barefoot um, you know and again it's about opportunities it's not about making people have no shoes on you know there's a lot of people who aren't comfortable not having their shoes on um I'm one of those people who will on the way home from the beach get out of the car and walk into the shops without shoes on and you know I've got people who go oh my gosh I'd never do that and I'm like oh, I don't know they're just feet like I'm not eating with them they're my feet
0: is there a sign in the store window Yes. No, not, not not in Australia, probably.
1: There actually is. There is in some store, in some shop windows. It does say, you know, that you have to wear a shirt. Not a problem. Um, and that you have to wear shoes. And again, I oh, sorry, didn't see the sign. Like I've never had anyone say actually you need to have shoes on.
0: Yeah, um, it's probably a lot less noticeable walking into the uh, the convenience shop without shoes and without a top.
1: I'd say so. Probably, I'd say yeah. that's it, probably yeah, probably the shoes are less of an issue. Um, but yeah, I think for a lot of services we get they get caught up in the well to be safe you know we need to like next thing we'll be wearing steel capped boots and I just it's not necessary yes there's some places that we do need to you know I'm not going to move heavier heavy equipment in my outdoor shed my outdoor storage shed I'm not going to move that around while I've got no shoes on i'm gonna put a pair of shoes on
0: sure um, and, and
1: i'm we, playing we, in the mud pit with a group of children we're we 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 gonna
0: pause for a minute though it's not it's not steel toed boots anymore it's it, it's uh it's carbon fiber is what they're making right. out of, i mean no yeah. really they are it's <laughs> it's uh it's a lot more lightweight and actually uh actually stronger so uh uh that's what you and i think that's what we should wear all the time i <laughs> just I, live in them i i know look i'm totally a barefoot person, kind of. I I like myself in a closed shoe because I, I mean, I go, I I mean, I'm, I'm a lot of places where I, I mean, I'm out with the dogs, and I don't want a dog <laughs> stepping up. But when I'm in a barefoot place, I mean, around the house, on the beach, um, I'm, yeah. I'm all pro barefoot. And 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 last year, we actually, I did a, a, a thing. Um, I've, I've talked to you about it. That I mean, it came up, didn't it? Uh, go outside naked every day for a year um, thing. You no, know
1: that did not come up. I oh, feel it's, like it's it came didn't... up
0: in the podcast. I must have talked to right. Lisa about it or somebody this. else. Yeah. So and and so that meant barefoot outside when in like uh, uh, thirty below Fahrenheit. Um,
1: if I'm naked outside, I'm less worried about my feet. <laughs> <laughs> there are other things I'm worried about when it's like freezing cold. Well, yeah. Well, my-
0: there. Yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't like spend half an hour. It was like just go out, and it's uh, like and, a month and, and so that was that the cold. And barefoot was kind of a, a new and fun and interesting experience that uh, that Tasha and I both kind of uh, in, enjoyed, especially if there's a little bit of snow too, because that that makes it even colder. But um, again, that's a that's that's one of the reasons that barefoot is good because it's a it's a sensory experience that that shoes and socks on all the time can can steal away from a lot of kids.
1: Well, that's it. You're essentially putting something between those sensory receptors and the earth, you know, like, and, and I mean, we weren't born with shoes. We'd, we're not born with shoes. And, and I mean, and, I mean imagine,
0: imagine if you were.
1: Imagine you know, if you were uncomfortable, I tell you what. Um, but, yeah, I mean, okay, you could go further and go, okay, we're not born with clothes and all those sorts of things. And yes, okay, we have shoes for convenience. And, you know, there are times when, like, if I go out for a bushwalk with my family, I'm not going barefoot. We've got snakes here. I'm not going barefoot for a bushwalk. But if I'm in the backyard, I don't have shoes on. If I'm here at the office, I don't have shoes on. If I'm at home inside, I don't have shoes on. Sometimes we, and it's a funny story, actually, and it came up the other day that I... I arrived at work one day when I was running a childcare service and I pulled up in the car, I got out of the car and went to grab my shoes which are usually sort of in the footwell because I don't wear them when I drive and I didn't have any shoes, I just hadn't bought shoes and I'd left them at home completely. And so I did that quick scan of my head. Do I have any important meetings today? Is someone from the department going to come in and visit me today? Um, Do I have new parent orientations? And in the end, I "I think I can do the day without shoes. It won't be an issue. And it wasn't a problem. But And it was actually one of the things that a lot of people loved when they came into our service was that the educators were in the sand with the children without shoes on they were in the mud they were you know helping like learn how to climb a tree because they could model that because they had bare feet it's so much easier to climb a tree without shoes on because you can actually feel where your feet are going and you know you've kind of got that that connection and that that movement and um I know in one of the blog posts I wrote about this um Tasha always tells a story of visiting a service and there was this little girl and she probably might have been about 12 months old she was you know learning to walk and she was trying to walk on this little wooden ramp but she had shoes on and she was just slipping and struggling and whatever and she ended up saying to the educator you know maybe try taking her shoes off you know ask her if she wants to take her shoes off see if she'll take her shoes off and she did she sat down and they took her shoes off and like almost instantly you know there was this massive difference in the way she could actually maneuver her feet and, you know, I see so many infants with shoes on, like my kids didn't have shoes until it was absolutely essential. It's like, you are not shoe people. We are non-shoe people. You can, you know, learn to walk without your shoes on. And then once you've mastered walking, by all means, put some shoes on your feet. But yeah, maybe, let's maybe for the walking. first
0: school dance or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Some, some Funnily
1: enough, my son, who's just turned 12, left his shoes at school yesterday. <laughs> of so, course we did. Of course he did. And he tells me this last night and
0: says, I need them for tomorrow. <laughs> and like, man, they're at school. <laughs> How did you do that? And and I've, you know, we're living in a world where there are a lot of kids that are dealing with sensory processing issues too. Yeah. And so one of the ways to to kind of avoid that problem is to have those early bottom of the foot having some sensory contact experiences i've 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 met kids that are terrorized of walking in 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 green beautiful green lawns because they've never been allowed outside with without their shoes on and 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 and, you know you don't want to force it like you said earlier because because for some people there's just a a sensory there's a temperament thing and and they they have a they have a low threshold for that kind of sensory stimulation, and so you don't want to force it on kids, but but boy, there are a lot of benefits. That I mean, just that 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 sensory input when they're either I mean, walking or climbing trees, like you said, or 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 balance beams, or, or any of those kind of things is is very valuable.
1: Yeah, and even like I can remember taking my kids to the beach when they were babies, and we'd get to the beach, and you'd sort of go to put them down on the sand. And it's like their legs would spring up like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, was like, oh, gosh, no, I'm not touching that because mm-hmm. it's foreign and I don't know what this is. But after a few goes and, you know, you kind of persevere with it, and you start to, you know, help them feel the sand and it's okay. Yes, it feels different, but it's okay. And they start to kind of adapt to it. And I think that's what happens is a lot of children, particularly if they're in environments where they're made to wear shoes all the time, they're not given that opportunity to experience different things underneath their feet and even this morning I walked my girls to the bus stop to catch the bus for school and I had like open sandals on and I we walked across the grass and the grass was all wet and dewy and then we got to someone's lawn and the grass was a bit long and so I ended up with like wet grass seed all over my feet like my bare feet and whatever and it's easy that first reaction to go ugh and then it's like, hang on a minute, it's just grass and it's just water and it's okay. And it's like, yes, it feels a bit odd and now my shoes feel a bit slimy when I'm walking, but it's okay. And I, I'm, to be fair, I would have been better off just taking the shoes off, you know, really? just yeah. going barefoot completely. But, yeah, it's just I think there's a lot of children that never have that that opportunity to be, you know, barefoot and they, they're then struggling when it comes to those physical you know, physical and sensorial components of, you know, their play, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to sound foo-foo because I'm not, foo-foo, but, but that little, literal grounding, the, the feel of your feet on the grass or or in the fresh (laughs) blood, you're actually, I mean, it is, it is kind of a calming thing for, for a lot of people. I mean, me walking along, walking along the beach where, where, where the waves are coming in and you, you get the, the cold on your, on your toes and you've got the hot sand. That's a, that's a, a real centering kind of relaxing kind of uh grounding experience. And I think that's, that's also a good thing for us
1: yeah and I think we you know we talk about that in terms of adults you know needing that that mindfulness and that slowing down and that Mm -hmm. you know connection and look you can get all you know hippie about it and you could really go wild with it but when it comes down to it we're a part of the planet and yet we're very disconnected from it and I think when you do take that time to actually be in it and feel it and whatever it does have that impact you know there's very few people that I've met who nature doesn't have that impact on you know generally it does it calms people and it does the exact same thing to children so if we're not giving them the opportunity to actually feel it you know they're just being present in it but they're not feeling it then you know I think we're really doing them a disservice and I think most of our reasoning comes about with Mm. You know, safety. It's like, well, what if someone gets hurt? What if someone, you know, has their toe run over or whatever? But it's about putting in, you know, risk mitigation factors, like, what can I do to prevent this from happening? And so for us with our staff, when we um decided we could, you know, our staff could be barefoot if they wanted to be outside, all of our staff actually signed like a a waiver that said, basically, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know how to look after my own feet. Like, you
0: say basically, but it, I, I bet that's not exactly what it says.
1: Not exactly, but it should have. Like, I felt like it should have said that because, you know, I feel like we, some of what we need to put out there in terms of, you know, risk assessment and having policies and things in place and, you know, making sure that we're meeting regulations and whatever, like, I get that. And I get that we have a need to keep people safe and, you know, we've got workplace safety responsibilities all those sorts of things but some of it actually just comes down to don't be stupid like yeah. just don't do anything stupid you know when it comes to adults we're pretty capable like i can i can look after my own feet and again if i'm going to go into the storeroom and start moving heavy equipment then i'm going to put a pair of shoes on yeah. if i'm going to go for a bushwalk with the children you know out behind the service then i'm going to put a pair of shoes on um, but if I'm playing in the mud or I'm inside building in the block area, then I'm happy to have my shoes
0: off. Yeah. You know, and, and, I think- and with the kids, I think it's it's important that we 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 think about the difference between hazard and risk. Yes. Um, so so in my mind, hazards are the things the kids don't see. Yes. Um, and so it becomes our job as the adults to check the environment for potential hazards, whether it's broken glass or snakes. Yep. And and act accordingly. If it's broken glass, we make sure it's cleaned up. If it's snakes, eh, maybe we don't go barefoot in this area. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe we put our and, shoes. On. And then the risk part. Risk is something you can see and assess. And yeah. and so kids, kids. I mean, they're sure. Can some might might they stub their toe? Might they might they get a cut? Um, yeah, they might. But, but also another thing about barefoot is kids are more mindful when they're barefoot because they're getting, they're having that s- sensory input. So in, in a lot of ways, they're actually safer in, in their movements and activities when they're climbing and, and engaging in big body activities when they're barefoot, because they're, they do have that sensory input and, and look, kids aren't out to hurt themselves. No. Um, they, 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 I mean, it, because hurting yourself, um, that's hurts. not real fun. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of joy in that for, for most kids, most of the time. And so they become better at risk assessors a lot of times when they're barefoot as well, when they're doing those kind of things.
1: And I think that's the thing, if we're not giving them the opportunity to assess risk, they don't learn to assess risk. Like you can only really learn how to do it by practicing it. Like it's something that you need to practice over time. You know, it's like just those little decision-making abilities that if, I'm not given the opportunity to make them and someone's always making them for me or someone's always putting, um, you know, barriers in the way so that, you know, I I don't possibly fall and hurt myself and I don't do this and I don't do that because someone's always there, you know, with the pillow underneath so that I don't fall over, then I don't have the opportunity to learn, oh, maybe if I run a bit slower, I'm not going to fall over. But I wouldn't know that unless I ran fast and fell over. You know,
0: yeah. it's like yeah. the, I mean, that that's really
1: basic stuff like i it, it feels so basic to me but i think some people really still struggle with that concept
0: and 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 those little little opportunities for risk assessment when you're walking around barefoot as a 3 year old on the playground are practice for for more complicated risk stop. assessment when you get, when you get a little bit older. And so you mentioned the, uh, the thing you had, uh, staff sign, but I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, programs that are looking at embarrassing barefoot might want to look at, at, at what, what, what language they use in their their staff handbooks and their parent handbooks so that everybody's on the same page. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like you said, common sense. Hey, when it's safe, we go barefoot here. And here are the developmental reasons why we allow this for the children. And that's that's what we do here. Yeah. And and making making it clear at the beginning can be really helpful.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that I say that about just about everything that you do in your service. If you're going to do something that's maybe a little bit outside the norm or, you know, even if it's not just being clear from the get go, this is what we do here. This is why we do it. And that's what you can expect, I think is reasonable. But when it comes to like the children, there are, you know, like I, I, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be, well, we're a barefoot service. And so the children will never, ever wear shoes, but it's, well, we're, we're a service that's open to children being barefoot if that's what they choose. But we also go out and we check the temperature of the ground surfacing because here in Australia on a hot summer day, you know, some of our um, like synthetic surfacing, you know, that they use in like playground areas, sometimes some of those that are in certain early childhood services can get up to you know sixty degrees Celsius or higher. I don't know what the conversion is. It's a, a, bazil- <laughs> a bazillion degrees Fahrenheit. A bazillion Fahrenheit. degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but really bloody hot um, and to the point where you almost would melt your feet. And there has been, there was actually a, um, an article that I read about a service here in Australia um, over on the other side who that had happened to a child who they had been outside on the synthetic surfacing and got quite serious burns on their feet because the surfacing was too hot. And, you know, there's things like that that we need to be mindful of but it doesn't mean that we just don't do it ever, you know, or that we don't do it because, oh, it might be a little bit cold. You know what? Most children, if their feet are cold, they'll put socks on. Like they'll put socks on, they'll put shoes on. You know, infants, obviously, we're going to take that away from them. We're going to go, you know, what? it's a bit cold. Let's put some socks on those feet or whatever. But. Just, yeah, I don't know, being common sense
0: about it. What, one of my favorite stories back in our family childcare days, little Maddie, I think she just, she graduated from a high school not too long ago, but she's oh. like two and mom picks, it comes to pick her up and it's, it's chilly. It's about freezing out. So, you know, um,
1: coldest it'll ever be here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the coldest it'll ever be in Australia. And, and it, we call it Tuesday here and yeah. um, Maddie doesn't want to put her shoes on and and her mom, Says, okay, but you're walking to the car. Yeah. And Maddie's like, yeah, done. And they walk out and they get onto the, the, the stone stairs and Maddie's feet are cold and they get onto the concrete sidewalk and Maddie's feet are are cold and, and they go across the pavers to the driveway and, and she's just, and she's throwing a fit, uh, because she wants to be picked up. But, but mom is like, Hey, you, you said you wanted to be barefoot. The car is right there. And, um, and then the rest of the winter, Maddie put her shoes on when mom told her to. Yeah, uh, sure. So, so. And I mean, what a great learning opportunity
1: for her to know, hey, you know what, mum probably knew what she was talking about. Yeah, she was on to yeah. it. But also to go, well, I tried that. And no, it wasn't for me. Yeah. And you know, I used to have the same conversation. I can remember being a really young educator, you know probably like 19. And we used to have children who'd leave their shoes at the service. And so I'd be cleaning up in the afternoon and I'd be like, how on earth do you leave and not realize that your children haven't taken their shoes home. And I mean, I've just said this with my son leaving his shoes at school. But when I went on to have my own children who attended the service as well, they were regular offenders of the leaving nurse. Sometimes we had two and three pairs of shoes there because I'd forgotten that we'd left them the day before. And then I'm like, oh, I better grab another pair of shoes. And, you know, because they always had them off. And I think there's that agency there for children to be able to make some decisions about their bodies, you know, am I actually, is it too cold for me to have bare feet? You know, and and while we're not putting them in danger, I'm definitely not advocating, you know, putting them out when it's way too hot onto, you know, hot surfacing, but we've got to be responsible. But I think we've also got to let children determine that for themselves. It's kind of like when you say, oh, you need a jacket on to go outside. And, you know, you get three-year-old, you know, Billy, who says I'm not wearing a jacket. I'm not cold. And you get the educator who says, well, you are wearing a jacket because it is cold.
0: Because it's I'm like, cold. Well,
1: yeah, I'm cold. I've got three jackets on. So you're going to wear a jacket. And, you know, I think there's an instinct in us to do that, like, sure. to sort of, you know, protect them and say, no, no, it, you must be cold because I'm cold, too. But we've got to let them learn to make those decisions and, you know, recognize those sensations within their body as well. And I think we don't have opportunities to do that. They miss it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and speaking of all, all the the shoes left at the uh, at the service, that's one other thing programs might want to consider, other than updating those parent handbooks and making things very clear, is is putting some systems into place. For for managing the shoes, and yes. I mean, it, if three year olds are can be again, most of them, most of the time, can be trained up that when you take your shoes off, you put them you go where, and put them here. Cubby, you, where,
1: yeah, you tuck your socks in, and you go and put them over on the shelf. And we yeah. used to have that. We had a shoe shelf, and it was yeah. on the veranda, so it was between the indoor and the outdoor environment. So you know, it, whether you were inside or outside, you could go and put them on the shelf, and then you knew where they'd be. And yes, not every not every child will follow that every. Time. You're still going to find the random shoe in the sandpit and think, where does the other one even go? Like who knows? But for the most part, children get into that rhythm of I take my shoes off, I go and put them up
0: on the shelf. Yeah. And even even kids under two will start doing yeah. the sock thing when they see other kids doing it. And, and you know what your policy is and what your process is depends on on the layout of your program. But that just makes it a little bit easier. Um, for because there's gonna be that one staff person who is totally against barefoot because oh yeah. they'll be losing their shoes and so if you if you are mindful from the beginning and you build that process um that's gonna just give them something one one thing less to whinge about did I use it right
1: yes yes whinge is definitely right <laughs> I didn't that's, even realize that that's like a real Australian word whinge is it do you not say whinge
0: it was not I, I it's mean, wine
1: isn't it is it more yeah. wine there wine yeah yeah or bitch yeah no Yeah, bitch. Well, it depends who you're talking about. (laughs) The adults tend to bitch about things. The children whinge about things. Um, But yeah, I think it's one of those simple things that we can do and we can see the benefits. And, you know, for us here in Australia, as I say, our regulations aren't super specific about, yes, you need to have shoes or not shoes or whatever. It's very much open to interpretation around, you know, a child safe environment. But what that looks like is then up to you to determine well how do we ensure that we keep children safe and if part of that is being barefoot we had a tree that used to drop um flowers at a certain time of the year and it'd attract bees and then the bees would, you know die on the ground and whatever. so we had some educators who said oh well that's it we need to put shoes back on and we went you know what we don't we can just like fence off the area around that tree like, let's just fence off that one area. It was a small section of the playground. Let's just fence that area off during that season. And then once the bees are gone, well, we're back again.
0: During, during step on a dead bee season.
1: Yes. <laughs> step on a dead bee season is pretty dangerous because you think they're dead. And then sure. before you know it, you've got a bee sting in the foot.
0: Yeah, you don't want to sting yourself. I mean, being stung by a bee is one thing, but stinging yourself with a bee is totally it's totally another oh. thing. <laughs> um, and so I I I I pulled up a list just so we made sure we we covered things. But you know another another one of the benefits is you know we talk about that sensory experience, but what that's also doing is it it is help wire it is helping wire the brain that that sensory input running from the bottom of the yes. feet all the way up to the brain is is helping build um, build that nervous system. Um, I mean we yep. humans our, our human brains evolved while we were we were barefoot. I mean we've got yes. the basic ten thousand year old un of brains. And so our ancestors were walking across the savannas, hunting, hunting, and gathering, and uh, maybe sitting around the campfire, telling a story now. And then, I don't know, I wasn't there, Uh, (laughs) but that, but that, 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 that foot brain connection was there. And so that's a, that's a piece, but that you kind of, again, the, the shoes and the socks become a, a kind of a buffer in that process. And then we've got, I mean, there's uh, proprioception, it helps improve that, uh, kinesthetic awareness. What else is there? There's, uh, uh, there's there's motor skills there's there's all of this stuff going. What if there was only a book that? If uh, only. That, uh, what would I, I if if there were you know if I was going to write a book about the value of being barefoot I, I would call it something like uh, like uh, balanced and barefoot and I would some I, I, I would have somebody title. like Angela Hanscom write it?
1: I think I would get her to write it, and it would become one of my absolute favorite books.
0: Yeah, so I, I mean,
1: I've read that book so many times; it's just crazy. And it, just that knowledge, and I think that's actually what's missing for a lot of people, that's the missing link for so many educators is it's not that we think, oh, I don't want children to be barefoot. Like it's it's not that, it's not realising just how valuable and how important it is and all the different things that connect and, you know, once someone makes sense of that for you, like Angela does, you kind of go, oh, my gosh, that actually makes sense. I understand yeah, yeah. now the benefit of that. And I'm happy to try and, you know, work that into what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, if you're looking, if you need to convince yourself or others about the value of being barefoot, um, Balanced and Barefoot by Angela Hanscom is a great read. It's a, it's, it's an enjoyable read. It's not a particularly long read. It's a, it's a, it's a good book. Right. Um, and and if you can you, dip
1: in and out of it too. It's actually probably one of our most sold books on our website. Yeah, like it's yeah. just, We no sooner get stock in and it's gone again. And I think that's because people can kind of make sense of it really easily. It's not lots of big words and scary stuff. It's just real story that people go, oh, now I understand why that's important.
0: Yeah. And, and it gets into things beyond being barefoot, but, uh, yes, I mean, lots more, lots health, more. Bare, there. and if you, if, if you think, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not going to read a book, go over to playvolutionhq.com slash quotes and type in balanced and barefoot. And, uh, the oh, quotes my. that I've, I've shared from the book will pop up and then you can just read the quotes instead of reading the whole book, but then send Angela five bucks.
1: <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a little kickback.
0: The other thing you can do is, is, uh, you can go listen to the, the balance and barefoot. No, the Timber nooks, uh, Timber Nook yes. tips podcast. Uh, if you want to hear Angela talk about some of this stuff, if you're not a, if you're a, oh, I'm not going to read that book, uh, kind of person, there's good stuff there too. Any final thoughts on this before we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. Just take your shoes off. I, you know take what? The, I, I take the kids shoes off. I kicked, I kicked my shoes off while we were, uh, while we were recording, um,
1: and yeah, I, I don't know what you've got under your feet. I've just got tiles under my feet, but I'm still, I'm still much prefer to have my shoes off.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've got carpet. It's nice and cozy. I was wearing a, a pair of uh, a nice red stilettos. Um, oh, nice! That, that really show off my calves. But uh, kicked them. Kicked <laughs> but kicked you've them given them for, a miss. <laughs> kicked them off for this uh, for this episode. I'll put them on for the next one. This. <laughs> this. this this has been the Childcare Barn Girl podcast. Thanks for listening. Go to inspiredec.com dot com if you need some more, some more Nicole in your life. Back soon. Bye bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Uh Oh.